Hello, welcome to day four of Holy Week bonus episodes. Today we're discussing Wednesday, what some scholars believe would have been April 1st of 33 AD. Um, one of the main things that we got to talk about is the, the Jewish authorities who plot against Jesus, the enlistment of Judas Iscariot as the traitor. One article I read called it the quiet before the storm that will turn into a hurricane shortly. Uh, Thursday, Friday, on Sunday, we have a lot more to cover, not much on Saturday. So next to Saturday, this will probably be our lightest episode. Uh, Matthew chapter 26, picking up in our, our, our plot there. Verse 1. When Jesus had finished all these words, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man is to be handed over for crucifixion. And then the chief priests and the elders of the people were gathered together in the court of the high priest named Caiaphas. And they plotted together to seize Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they were saying, Not during the festival. Otherwise, a riot might occur among the people. The next portion of 26 gives Mary of Bethany. This is a kind of famous... Uh, passage here, beginning in verse 6 and going through 13. Now when Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster vial of very costly perfume, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. But the disciples were indignant when they saw this and said, Why this waste? For this perfume might have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why do you bother the woman? For she has done a good deed to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. For when she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. And now we have the betrayal of Jesus in Matthew's account, verses 14 through 16. Then one of the twelve, named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me to betray him to you? And they weighed out thirty pieces of silver to him, and from then on he began looking for a good opportunity to betray Jesus. I want to take us next to Mark's account in Mark chapter 14. His, his account is similar, with just a different emphasis here. Beginning in verse 1. Now the Passover and the unleavened bread were two days away, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to seize him by stealth and kill him. For they were saying, Not during the festival, otherwise there might be a riot of the people. And while he was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper and reclining at the table, there came a woman with an alabaster vial of very costly perfume of pure nard, and she broke the vial and poured it over his head. Now let me define nard for you for just a second. It was an aromatic oil extracted from an East Indian plant. Um... This is mentioned here. It's different than Matthew's account. He doesn't name it. It's named here in Mark. Uh, this is mentioned again in John chapter 12. Now we'll continue. But some were indignantly remarking to one another, Why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for over 300 denarii, and the money given to the poor. And they were scolding her. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you bother her? She's done a good deed to me. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them. But you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burial. Truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. Now, a comment on denarii. <laughs> denarius, denarii means plural of denarius. The denarius was equivalent to a day's wage the earnings of, of one laborer's day's wage during that time in the early first century. And now we have Judas's betrayal beginning from 10 
through 11. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went off to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. They were glad when they heard this and promised to give him money, and he began seeking how to betray him at an opportune time. Luke's account in chapter 22 is similar and parallel to this, but it will, it will begin in this way. We're only going to read the first six verses of chapter 22 in Luke. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put him to death, for they were afraid of the people. And Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot, belonging to the number of the twelve, and he went away and discussed with the chief priests and the officers how he might betray him to them. They were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began seeking a good opportunity to betray him to them, apart from the crowd. Note the slight, well, quite a bit of a variant difference in the way Luke records it. It's, it's shorter. He leaves out Mary of Bethany and the, and the anointment and all that. But, but what he concentrates on is the character of Judas. It says, And Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot, belonging to the number of the twelve. It's curious the way he records this. And Luke is the only author in the three synoptic gospels who states it this way. What we will find is in the gospel of John that it is also stated that Satan enters Judas. I want to look at John's account because it is slightly different and as we discussed in a previous episode when we have textual differences people like to make a big deal about it but there's ways to to to, to smooth this out and I'm not trying to make excuses for the Bible. I don't need to apologize for the scripture. The scripture is the scripture. But in John chapter 12 he gives a slightly different account when that it says, Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving, but Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. This is the resurrected Lazarus. Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who was intending to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to poor people? Now he said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief, and as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Therefore Jesus said, Let her alone that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Okay, so there's more to go on. There's more to do after that, and then you have the, the triumphant brief. So you have a different timeline, it's seemingly, with John. But the interesting thing is, we just have Mary at Bethany living at Simon the leper's house is where Jesus is at. Here we have a specific statement, which is Margaret and Mary, the, the sisters of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead in the previous chapter. There's a, a little different take on that. And instead of Mary putting the perfume on his head, this one anoints, this one is Mary, sister of Martha, anointing his feet. So there is a different account here. But there is a similar teaching in that he says, You'll always have the poor with you. You don't always have me. What she's doing is annoying me for my burial. Um, you have a different way in which they deal with Judas. It's stated here that Judas was already intending to betray Jesus. So he had something that occurred in, in Judas's heart where he was already set. He'd already made his mind up. It doesn't give the account of him going there to see the uh, high priest and give that agreement at that time. It just says that he was going to do it. Moving on to verse 21, you will have Christ announcing Judas as the betrayer. It said, When Jesus had said this, he, he became troubled in spirit and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. The disciples began looking at one another at a loss to know of which one he was speaking. There was reclining on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. This is the author of the Gospel of John referring to John. This is always John always first himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. 
So Simon Peter gestured to him and said to him, Tell us who it is of whom he is speaking. He, leaning back, thus on Jesus' bosom, said to him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus then answered, This is the one for whom I shall dip the morsel and give it to him. So when he had dipped the morsel, he took and gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, after the morsel, by the way, this is the mention of Judas's father as Simon Iscariot, the one who dipped the morsel and gave it to him. So he has said that he dipped the morsel, he took and gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. After the morsel, Satan then entered into him. Therefore Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. So here we have another occasion in which it's said that Satan entered into him. It is said then in John that it occurs at this moment when they are sharing the, the bread. Slightly different accounts. They're, they're, they're very, it's very interesting to compare and contrast. This is the first one where I've gone through parallel passages from all four Gospels. That is all for Wednesday. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us.